If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Yes, in the running for one of the longest episodes in uh, Daily Show history. We're still working on episode... 999! This is uh, episode 999, part 88. We did part 14 on Friday. I believe Mike should be rejoining us on Wednesday. We can finally do do episode 1000. Although I'm not sure, because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be here Wednesday. So I don't know if he wants to put it off for me or not. There's currently... There's currently a some kind of stomach bug working its way through my household, and I'm the last man standing. And I don't, I don't, I assume that that's not going to last forever. It started on Thursday. My daughter didn't go to school Thursday or Friday. And you're like, tell me, heard it, and I thought she was just lying. I thought she just didn't want to go to school. But then uh, yesterday, it started with my wife, and this morning my son. So I'm just assuming that while you guys are doing episode a thousand on Wednesday, I'll just be like. Being dizzy, having a fever, possibly throwing up. Can't wait! Why are you planning to be sick? Also, can you share your screen? I, I can't see anything. Oh, I shared your screen the first time we did a call together. Then you like, I'll go to hang up. Let me do I, I did, because the Skype is all fucked there up. You go. I not see anything. No, I don't, I don't plan to get That's sick. Fair. I just, I dread it when I fair. see it coming. This is happened, like, this is one of the joys of being a family man. It's like, oh, God. One of them sick. Oh, God. One of the other ones. Oh, no. How long before it's me? And so... It's always a good thing. What you can look forward to. Incels stay winning, I guess. I was trying to think of a way to like turn like incels into imbecile, like like call them like imbeciles. I don't know. I was trying to be really mean. It's one of the things I get off on, just being really nasty to people that have problems that aren't that I don't that I don't identify with. Like, like if you have a problem that I can't that I can't relate to, like I'm just gonna make fun of you for having a like. What's wrong with you? You stupid faggot. You have. XYZ thing wrong with you? That's weird. Hey, that that reminds me of something. What's that? Let me let me find it. There it is. Okay. You're gonna love this is incel related content right here. Turns <laughs> out the incels may have been on to something with like the whole breeding stump idea. <laughs> you keep the brain dead women alive and you use them as surrogates. Oh, sir like for gays? And this is this is one of this I the, guess. We're gonna do a pretty I, uh, I know it's uh I know it's Black Fake History Month, but we're gonna have we're gonna have a pretty gay uh, heavy show today because my prep involves uh, big gay as well. Keep brain dead women alive and use them as surrogate mothers, suggest doctors. This was uh, this was written three days ago on was it Telegraph Telegraph dot by Mister James Badcock. Is his cock bad because I he sticks it in bubbles? I thought it was on Telegram three days ago. <laughs> oh, I mean. Telegram would probably took the Telegram to like sigh out people and thinking this is actually good. Here's why you can here's why you can be a Nazi and be in favor of this, and then you can just go be like some kind of some kind of like Jew puppet that came out of the extremely online community with like terrible ideas. Let's see. So Colombia's medical association has been is this the country Colombia? Like there's so many things called Colombia in the West. I don't ever always know what they are. Are we talking about the District of Columbia? Are we talking about Columbia University? Like where are we? Whatever. I'm forced well, to... The idea the idea comes from Norway. And it of course. It, from, it comes from a woman. Which seems like there's an ulterior motive there. Like she just doesn't want to be pregnant. Norway is like this beautiful place filled with white people, then it's also like let's burn Insane. churches down, let's make terrible sounding metal on purpose. <laughs> it just all and then and then the guy the guy who was like the ringleader of all that who stabbed his best friend in the head, let's just put him in jail for fifteen years and then let him out. Like Norway is so, so that's, fucking weird. That, that's something I don't understand. Like you literally stabbed a guy to death. Yeah, and then he's out making music again. He stabbed him in the head like several dozen times. Like I don't think I don't think it was the one. I don't think it was. I don't think he no scope like one shot. Oh, oh, oh! You don't like interruptions? Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only ten dollars a month. 
uh, un- un- unless you're using like e-checks, then there's some extra fees because that e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall. Uh, make an order. You can use e-checks. You can mail in a money order. You can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll fit, get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's Other Tone Stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. I think it was a there was a struggle and there was a lot of bleeding. And it's just like it just I, yeah. Even in, even in the United States, I don't think you'd be able to get out in 15 years. Like, I mean, maybe if you were black. I'm black, yeah. But black. it's like their their thing. Like the maximum he, the maximum he could do was 21 years. And they're like, ah, he's been good in jail playing his PlayStation and his synthesizer. <laughs> We'll let him go after 16. It was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> this is crazy. But uh, let's oh, see. Man. So let's dive into this. Uh, Columbia's Medical Association has been forced to apologize after being accused of endorsing the con- controversial idea of keeping brain-dead women alive so their bodies can be used to have babies as surrogate mothers. Oh, now, boy, this is so much worse than I thought. I had actually read the whole article yeah, just I'm gonna, now. I mean, I'm going to go on a limb and say this has nothing to do with incels. This is going to be like... We're gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna grow child sex victims for homos and trannies. The Columbian Medical College published an article focusing on a recent paper about whole body gestational donation. Wow. That's an there's a good euphemism. Which just say breeding stumps. Whole body gestational donation. Which involves women who have given prior consent being used as would be surrogacy mothers after being declared clinically brain dead. What about all those brainstem dead female bodies in hospital beds? Why should their wombs be going to waste? Asked the article, written by Norway-based academic Anna Smajdor. Would that be Smidor? Like, what do you do with the J in that? I could, I could like hear the Four Seasons playing right now in the background. What is Proj? Proj Smajdor, P R O J Smaj. Like, is that her title? She's a Proj. Is a professor a professor of practical philosophy. Oh, so she's got nothing to do with medicine. It's just, just like bad philosophy. Hey, what kind of evil shit can we fucking think up of and, and justify because we live in, in Jew world? Uh, Ugh, practical would ph- not smash. I mean, I is, is smash. this practical philosophy? Like, what do we keep brain-dead women alive and grow babies in them against their will? Just because they, maybe we got them to sign a form a long time ago. Uh, so, practical philosophy at the University of Oslo. Argues that WBGD... That'd be Woodbang. The D is dead. What does the G stand for? Woodbang. I don't know because that's that's whole body gestational donation. Uh, would become a common way to bring new children into the world as it avoids health risks for eventual mothers, for the eventual mother, and some of the difficult social social issues surrounding surrogacy is practiced today. I assume like if you're if you're like if you're like a gay couple or a gay thruple and you want to have your your uh your designer baby like grown by like now you don't have to pay her like fifteen to thirty thousand dollars like you just have it have it for free from a hospital bed like hey it's a dead lady <sighs> the so social issues surrounding surrogacy states and health services should adapt their policies and procedures to allow for WBGD among other donation options wrote Smashdoor would sm- would not Smashdoor in the paper published by Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics. It's theoretical. Wait, no, the, the ethics are theoretical in this point. Like, this is not ethical. <laughs> like, this is theoretical ethics. Theoretical bio. It's like, just stop it. This is not ethical. Not the first time this has happened. Oh, good. I'm glad this is in the. I'm glad this isn't the first time. Well, not, it's, the, it's not been intentionally done. Hmm. It's happened. It's not been, well... Actually, I take that back. I think there have been cases where uh, a black nurse has like raped a brain dead female patient and then gotten her pregnant. I think that has happened. That's touching. Uh, That's very heartwarming. Thank you. Uh, women have previously given birth after being declared you know. brain dead. Keep going. 
Professor Woodnot Smashdoor argues that there are, is no moral difference in such circumstances between organ donation and surrogacy. Almost there. She also says that male bodies could potentially <laughs> be adapted to give birth, <laughs> thereby circumventing some of the potential feminist objections. Yeah, yeah, just set the turfs off. <laughs> Like only, We're only, not just gonna do this to female brain dead patients. We'll do it to the men too. It'll be fair. Only female, only females can give life from death like this. Only brain dead females are real women. <laughs> the Columbian Medical College's decision to publish a Spanish translation of the piece has been met with fury. Women are not utensils. Colombian member of Congress Jennifer Pedraza described it as misogynistic. Fuck Why you. do they have to frame this in like some sort of stupid feminist shit? Yeah, I was like, gonna say look, if it's not misogynistic, this is dystopian. If it was this good, is some sci-fi horror shit. <laughs> yeah, like if it's misogynistic, that means it would be a good thing because misogyny is almost always good. So this is not that. Uh, she said, "Women are not utensils to be thrown away after use. Women have human rights, even if some people forget this." After initially defending the article as not representative of the association's own views, on Wednesday the medical college issued an apology and claimed that its only interest was medical progress at the service of humanity with the highest bioethical... That's just a lie. It's like You were doing the opposite of that. It didn't go over. Now you're going to apologize. But you'll circle back to this when you can, a few years from now. If no one wakes up and burns down the... Uh, what was that guy's name? Not Theodore Herzl, not Werner Herzl. Which fucking stupid Germanic Jew name that I don't fucking remember? The... Uh, Whatever. When you burn down the uh, when you burn down the tranny industrial complex, that's when this stuff will stop circling back. But this is just it's fucking sick. The, the idea that oh hi guys, here's another pre-recorded interruption, not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at the rightstuff.biz/paywall. You can use money orders, you can use crypto, you can use e-checks, you can even go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. Like ethics, ethical standards. This is mentioned, that phrase is used <laughs> in this context. This is so hilariously offensive to me. It's the kind of offense. I, I like laughing at offensive things, and that's offensive. Oh. So we've got to write this down. Professor... Would not smash. So that's good. So you got another link there pertaining to this that I see. Yeah, yeah this this is, is there, the is individual there, that we're dealing with. Oh, oh, oh! She's lovely. Maybe I can make babies when I'm dead. No one wants to fuck me when I'm alive. Maybe when I'm dead. That's like some. That's like some deep feminist fucking guilt. It's like. I have uh, all my eggs are dried up, and no one wants to love me. So maybe, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get into a massive car wreck, and my brainstem someone will love, and I'll be able to pass on. I'll do be able to do my womanly duties. This is really putting it off, you know. Like yeah. first you were just like freezing eggs and waiting until your thirties or maybe forty. Yeah. Now it's, you're dead. <laughs> now it's like I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till I'm. I'm. I'll wait till I'm like mortally crippled. <laughs> I'm already morally crippled. Might as well wait for. Ugh. Disgusting. That's disgusting. You ruined. You ruined our game of is this a Melungeon? That's what I was going to play with you. <laughs> All right, let's do that instead. <laughs> I, I I was just intending this to be like the cheap throwaway thing. Like, oh, here's here's the breeding stump thing. Only yeah. it's it's an actual like like philosopher from Norway or something talking about it. Uh, or, so I'm, I'm looking. Sorry, academic, uh, I'm looking at that. So there's no hyperlinks to anything outside of this article that's relevant. Like, where's the report? Where did this? Act, where was this? Act, where's the paper? Uh, I'm just like, there's a link to seven ways to boost baby's life chances. A story about having babies, I guess. An old story. Make sure you grow the baby inside of a crippled person that has a dead brainstem. Do that. Read Shakespeare to your child. Stop looking at your phone. Name what you're seeing, doing, and feeling. Share your infant with others. Uh... Play simple memory games. Hang a mobile over their cot. Speak in a sing-song baby voice. I think everybody's kind of got that those things down. Thank you very much. That's a hard-hitting article. Listicle, actually. And the other link is, uh, oh, good. Dead women giving birth. Three teens and a baby. Everything Gap Motherhood has taught me. Oh, look at this. Oh, this one. Look at this lover right here. 
She's like, she's so old and dried up, her upper lip is gone, and now she just has Crypt Keeper teeth. It's the fucking Crypt Keeper right here. <laughs> she's a gap mum. So this is some weird, like, telegraph, like, this is some Britbong speak when you're saying mum. What is a gap mum? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's some stupid shit that Britbong say that no one understands, so they're going to have to have a whole article explaining to Americans this dumb shit we made. When I started writing this column about my experiences of becoming a mother again in my... Oh, okay. So you had three teenagers, and then you had a... Okay. Oh! Okay. I had right. no idea where it would lead, how my pregnancy would go, how I would feel about having a baby 20 years after my first, and after a 15-year gap. I didn't know if my pregnancy would progress smoothly, if my baby would be healthy, or how my older children would react to me being a gap mom. Would they love or reject their sibling or not even... Wow. Why are women allowed to like express their thoughts in public? Would they love or reject their sibling? You think your fucking your your other kids are gonna reject like only only a stupid in, like you're too insecure to have any serious thoughts about the world, lady, and it goes for fucking all of you because these these thoughts actually cross their minds. They're just <laughs> like, retarded. How does this work? Is this like Lord of the Flies? Like they 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 tie the baby to a stake or something? Yeah, like, like they reject it. Like we know it's like we 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 like fifteen year olds who are like fully like autonomous now. Like we can't handle you having this infant around. We're going to reject him. The family is now shattered. Like, like who who else would have this like insecurity about the loving family rejecting something about them? Just out of nowhere. Like, that's it! Pull the card! Family's over! <laughs> so this proves that she truly is already brain dead. And she is a brain... The, this infant she brought in the world, she's already dead. You are brain dead. You brought it in. Like, you're the... That's why she's the example, like, linked to in that other other article. This is like, this woman is brain dead, and she gave birth. Oh, and I see a wild borzoi, borzoi appearing. So, we'll... Continue on this. Hello, Hopefully. gentlemen. Hello, sir. Mm. We're talking You're about time we are talking about content. breeding stumps, Borzoi. Okay, I, I saw McNabb post that link. I assume that's what you were talking about. Did right you have now. you have you read that the uh, Columbia School of Medicine and so? No, oh. no, I haven't had a chance. So what? Um, have Is you it, just started uh, talking? Yeah, about? well, we've been in it about we've been in it about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. But it's like a, a professor of uh, basically a practical philosophy at the University of Oslo. Has surmised that uh, there should be a deal where like uh, women should be able to elect to donate their brain dead bodies to surrogacy if they choose to, which you know because fags need more babies to molest, so this would take away oh. some. Of well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall. Tag it. The uh, yeah. you know. If like the biological mother is no longer around on Earth to feel guilty about the the child sex abuse victim that she brought into the world, and it makes it makes the uh, the ethics that much you know changes the ethical picture. So now we're reading about there was no there was no real links in the article to the paper or to the professor and and or wherever the comments were made, but there were two there were two links that were one was about like one was pointless like what to expect when you're expecting tear shit. But this other one was, uh, the link was, women have given birth after brain death before, and it's linked to this article about this British gap mum with the, uh, these, this terrible face, where she had, she had three children and then 15 years later had another child, and she's going through her insecurities. And I surmised that, well, it seems that she was already brain dead when she had this child, because this article reads like it was written by a brain dead person. So now you're up to speed. Uh, this barrage of questions. Okay. I wrote it because when I told people I was pregnant again, having just dropped my eldest off at university, I was greeted by a chorus of, what's it like? Aren't you exhausted? Is it hellish to be pregnant again? And how are you going to cope with those sleepless nights? The barrage of questions came from both sides of the gap mother divide, from those who were well out of the baby toddler tunnel and couldn't imagine going back, as well as from a growing group of women who were toying with the idea of having a late life baby themselves either because they're in a new relationship or they just wanted a last shot at motherhood before their ovaries retired for good. This is all Alex stuff. This is such Alex stuff. Why aren't you having babies? So I decided to write it all down. <laughs> sort of diary come survival guide for many moms who find themselves doing the same thing or wanting to. So good, if you're feeling like, if you're feeling like having a light life pregnancy, here's a really like neurotic, libtard, Britbong woman who like wrote down all of her paranoid insecurities for you to peruse so you can maybe feel them vicariously yourself as you try to navigate this somewhat difficult point in your life. Like this will definitely make you feel better. Like, that's what I don't want this is why like this is one reason to hate women. It's like 
they have problems and they they never want to solve problems. They just want to commiserate. So you see, we have this problem too. We're all miserable in the same way. Yeah, and that's okay. And then they like make everybody else miserable. And then they make men I mean, miserable. I, I've had this conversation with people in real life before. And I've even discussing in terms of a gap. Like let's say that you've got two years between your children. Right. And how you kind of want to maintain that. But not not because you are going to be personally, emotionally devastated or something when you, you mess up your gap. Yeah. It's just from a practical perspective. Like you get your flow going, you know, like you know mm-hmm. how you have yeah. like the very smallest one. And that's that's the one who's going to get the, inherit a bunch of stuff from his siblings, like the smaller shoes, that kind of thing. And then if you move too far away from that progression and they go on to high school or whatever and then you start over again, yeah, that's going to be kind of a – it's going to be kind of an adjustment, right? Yeah. Like from a practical perspective, I mean, you're probably going to have to rebuy a bunch of stuff, um, and then you're going to have to readjust to a type of lifestyle that you had thought you had progressed beyond, you know, like dealing with small children. So I could see why the gap issue is something you might feel like talking about, but I wouldn't frame it the way she's doing it. Just the way she's doing it is retarded. So I got some stuff I can read for you guys here on this uh, whole body gestational donation because I, I actually found the Springer link. Before you do uh, that, let me, let, me, let me just interject that I'm looking at this article about this lady. I still don't understand how this article pertains to brain-dead breeding stumps because the sentence that linked to this led me to believe that I was going to read a story about a brain dead woman giving birth, and this is just an Which this is did. just an old this is just a forty year old forty something year old lady who had a who had a child. Like she's not brain dead, other than in the ways I've already described. But that's a really like weird like what what are you like what are you doing Telegraph? Like I see you, I see what you're doing. I appreciate the humor in it, but do you understand what you did anyway? So Porzo, go ahead. I just wanted to get that in before we moved on. Yeah. So I'll send this uh, link, the Springer link to McNabb later because this is something he'd probably be interested in. But I found so th- this whole thing's called whole body gestational yes. donation. Yes. And I found an article on BioEdge. You're, you're going to find this interesting here. Mm. So I'm going to read the first couple paragraphs here. In the journal Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics, Anna <laughs> Smidor of the University of Oslo in Norway develops her insight. She argues that these women could be put to good use yes. as gestational surrogates, provided mm-hmm. they have made an advanced an advanced directive. She calls this whole body gestational donation, WBGD. We know that brain-dead women can carry pregnancies to term. Why shouldn't pregnancies be initiated to mm-hmm. help childless couples? This idea originally surfaced in 2000 in the same journal in an article written by an Israeli doctor, Rosalie. Oh, oh, so this isn't oh, even the first. This is the, this is the second go around. This is what I predicted. It's like, all right. It, it, oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. It was not, it was not well received, but they'll, they'll circle back around to this again unless we burn down the... Uh, the the trans-industrial complex, but, you know. But, yes, yeah, so that's funny. So this is the second go-around, at least. And the first go-around was an Israeli doctor. Of course! Ah, oh, where are my Jewish drops? That's, that's a nice nice punchline right there. Super Jew. There you go. A small Jew. <laughs> oh, a very large Jew. I need the Louis C.K. version of that. We're just yelling goodbye. I wish I had some kind of heuristic or cognitive shortcut that could have predicted this. Yeah. And let's talk. Let's let's also. Do they mention uh, gays in that? Or because I imagine like who are the who are the couples that need this? Uh, let's see here. It's like you uh, know, she had. She had speculated that the bodies of women in a persistent vegetative state could be used to gestate babies until ectogenesis. Uh, becomes possible. Bah, 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 bah. However, Smidor believes that PVS patients are more problematic. It is remotely possible they could recover. However, despite oh, some critics, fuck. use a brain. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, imagine wait, the wait. breeding stump wakes Hold up. <laughs> Did you say ectogenesis? Does that mean what I assume that means? Something about Ghostbusters. 
the the growth of babies in artificial wombs. Yeah, that's the the fucking iron womb. Oh, how how many levels of cyberpunk dystopia do we really Wait, need to be on? So they want the baby in the dead lady and then put it in the iron womb. Why not just? I thought they were gonna like leave it in the dead lady. Okay. And then that's how you put it in the iron womb, and then you get your trueborn mech warrior. That's how that works. So instead of Iron Maiden, it's Iron bre- uh, Breeding Stump. Yes. <laughs> Iron Midwife. If you, if you if you just type in <laughs> ectogenesis and you look at all the images, it's it is like just pure right. cyberpunk dystopian matrix, like apocalyptic looking. Oh man, I'm calling the show Iron Midwife. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> there we go. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a better one. There we go. <laughs> Oh, no. Ectogenesis. Oh, God. Let's just, let's just stop being humans. I'm I mean... Just be an androgynous android now. Jews are already there. That's... They've already stopped being humans. That's why this stuff is possible. <laughs> and then you got professors would not smash, like, right behind. Like, ah, we can do this. Just sign a form and become a fucking brain-dead surrogate mom. But, but that's only until we create the artificial womb, the uh, the iron womb that also harvests your electricity. Oh, can that be done? Is, can we harvest human electricity? The, is that yeah, the, the machines they need the electricity. Is that the answer to? Oh, right, in the Matrix. That's the answer to like the energy troubles. It's like we're going to shut down all the nuclear plants and we're going to end oil and whatnot. Uh, just harness up people. Oh my God. That'll be the next article about how we can solve the global climate crisis by harvesting electricity from humans. <laughs> well, the problem, with that, the problem with that is they'd have to get the birth rate up, you know, and like just adding like brain dead breeding stumps isn't going to make the birth rate go up. That's just going to like provide but, extra options for sickos. But the iron womb will, because then you can just cultivate however many humans you want. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what the machines did in the Matrix. They just and, they just grew them. The other thing is you can genetically program them so that they're capable of being like anti-Semitic. Okay, I'm listening. What's we could we can there's a lot there's a lot we could do with this. We we can get in some genetic engineering. We can solve the birth rate issue. We can end anti-Semitism by just writing that out of human DNA. Wait, no, I thought we we're going to increase anti-Semitism. Now you bait and switched me. I was I was I was warming up to the idea. It's like, oh, we can make all these we can make all these stump babies anti-Semitic. Perfect. No, that's not the plan. <laughs> that's my plan. That's my plan. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my God. So, All right, well, let's move on to another topic. I'm getting depressed. Women have previously given birth after being declared brain dead. That is the story. That is the sentence that links to the story I had about the 40-year-old Gatmo. That is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever... I was expecting to read a story about a lady who was in an accident who was pregnant and they kept her alive so they could bring the baby. So I've heard of stories like that before. I don't know if they're true. But in, I remember in the past vague memories of such a thing. But my God, imagine like we're going we're gonna to impregnate Terry Schiavo. Can you imagine that was part of the fucking, that was part of the whole uh, scandal there? That would have just been tons of fun. Tons Chinese of fun. are already there. Oh, no, that's how the Chinese are going to solve their problem with the birth rate. Oh, God. That figures. Well, isn't their birth rate problem okay because there's too many of them anyway? No, no, their population's <laughs> declining. For the the issue is even if they even if they were to create like a I don't know millions of these artificial wombs like tomorrow, it's still going to take too long for those those babies to grow to adulthood. So their population's still going to be fucked either way. So what you're saying is we need uh we need them to develop like a Nexus Six, like it's an adult. Yes. And it lives for a few years. Like you just grow yeah. that in a vat. You grow an adult in a vat, exactly. and it's all set. That's yeah. how we fix it. You can have Jared Leto like caressing it and then stabbing it, or you can <laughs> claim that the sequel's not canon. Whatever floats your boat. We can have Jared Leto. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just that that scene. Hey, it's your worst possible nightmare. It's the sound of Borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point Mike is making right now, interrupting your own train of thought, and you're in this position listening to me right now. Well, because you're listening to the free version of this show, you're not even getting all the content. And now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the you want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't possibly be what you want. So if you want to rectify that issue, go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can make one time donations and get three months, six months, even a year. So why are you doing this to yourself?
this has to be especially troubling because I'm not even going to check the audio and how this sounds. So you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now. So why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall. And Blade Runner 2049 is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's like this poor it's guy. Not- like the last time he was in a scene that made any sense was when he got the shit beat out of him and fucking uh, what was that? Um, Psycho? Fight Club. American Psycho. No, Fight Club. Oh, Fight, Fight Club. That's right. Fight Club. Fight Club. I, forgot about I that. just wanted to destroy yeah. something beautiful. And he's like, <laughs> ever yeah. since then, it's just been like, let's put on white robes and go to an island, and you ever, all you give me your money, and my 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 emo band will be your fucking spiritual salvation. Like, I don't know if you're aware of that stuff. Yeah, Jared Leto like cult shit. It's funny. Anyway, I mean, I mean, from watching from watching him act in various movies, I never would have guessed he would do something like that. <laughs> not not to bla- not to belabor this, but I am looking at this at the Springer link, and there she. This is the Anna Smidor article, not the uh, Ro- Rosalie Burr one. Uh, but she answers this question: Who needs WBGD? Would you like me to read what what she thinks the use of this should be for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was looking for that, yeah. So we're we are frequently told that people die while waiting for an organ transplant. By donating, then we save lives that would otherwise be lost. In contrast, WBGD is not a life-saving intervention. Perhaps on this basis, we should focus on interventions where the clinical need is demonstrably greater. Yet, although a heart or liver transplant may literally save someone's life, many transplantable organs and tissues are not directly life-saving. The corneas, even the kidneys, may improve the quality of a person's life and might increase one's lifespan. But since people can live with eyes and survive for many years with dialysis the insistence that organ donation should be life-saving seems outdated with increase <laughs> that's an outdated notion that this medical procedure should be life-saving <laughs> i'm sorry yes, this is why i wanted to read this no oh i know this is, why, this is literally why i wanted to read this here with increasing expertise in transplant surgery this, the options for non-life-saving interventions face larynx hand uterus and so on are multiplying if we accept this, we have no grounds to object to WBGD on the basis <laughs> that it is not a life-saving intervention. Indeed, WBGD, in some senses, can be more accurately described as helping someone to live Shut than many other forms up. of donation, since it effectively allows for the creation of a new life. Again, this is like... What, what, what was the word they used? It was a virtu- virtual bioethics? Or basically, just not yeah. bioethics. Like, the, the, like, these, are, these are all negative arguments. This is just yeah. Jewish shit. I'm, I'm, I'm still a devil's off, advocate here. Is Professor Smash the penis to save them kind of stuff? Is Professor Smash a Jew? Is she a Jew living in Norway? I was looking into that. I'm not sure. Because this is the, just this is the, this is the kind of turn your turn your assumptions upside down and inside out Jewry pill pull that they usually thrive on. Like I am taking yeah. this. I am taking this thing that I know like absolutely completely 100 triggers the disgust response of everyone who hears about it and. And I'm going to now take advantage. I'm now going to try to take advantage of the fact that you can't really verbalize that feeling because it's just in your gut and it's instinctual. And I'm going to tell you that like you need to you need to progress beyond an instinctual an instinctual gut reaction to stimuli and actually think. And when you think, you can come up with this like awful hellscape idea from that could only have come out of Israel that's disgusting and anti-humanity. Like I'm going to make you. I'm going to convince you of that because you can't just say when I heard you say that. It made my stomach turn, and I wanted to hit you, and that's why we're not allowed to do it. Like that's not good enough. That's why we have theoretical bioethics, bioethics, and practical philosophy to fucking try to talk Goyim out of your stomach turned, and you want to hit me for saying that. I'm have to pretend that's not valid because you can't turn that into like really good rhetoric. Only the only good rhetoric you can do is like I want to hit you now, and my stomach hurts. That's my rhetoric. That's why you can't have reading stumps. Surrogacy. Also, she, just oh, because she's also she's also got an article. She's got uh, one of her papers is called "The Moral Imperative for Ectogenesis." It's a moral imperative. It's a moral imperative that we become some sort of transhuman cyborgs right out of a dystopian novel. I mean, it's literally. That's a moral imperative. I, mean, I mean, tell me you're not just farming children, child sex, fucking abuse victims for gays and Jews. Just tell me you're not doing that. Try to convince me. I mean, you can't. That's the that's the short answer. You can't convince me oh, you're not doing sweet. that. Oh, sweet horrors beyond human comprehension. I can comprehend <laughs> the horrors. I can comprehend the horrors perfectly. They're just lying to me about them. It's like no, you are you're, the breeding stump is to is to create fucking stumps for pedophiles. That's what this is. Like there's no there's no way you can talk me out of that. Like I don't give a fuck what you say. That's what that's for. You might get like one in a one in a million, like a one in a million 
like straight couple that can't breed and then doesn't divorce over that issue, yeah, maybe they'll go to surrogacy instead of adoption. But no, this is going to be for facts. This is going to be for trannies. This is going to be for dykes. And you gave the game away when you said we could also adapt male bodies to do this too. It's like, oh, okay. You're just trying to, I mean, you're just tearing apart the fabric of nature because you want to, because Jews reject Christ, they have to transcend nature some other way by being evil. It's just like by doing disgusting that, things. Being human. Yeah. That's how they, you can't transcend through uh, a Messiah. No, we have to torture and kill him. We'll transcend through like butchering babies, butchering men into women, and and now taking advantage of brain dead people and turning them into breeding stumps. Why, do, why don't we just assemble you out of disparate biological and cybernetic parts, and then you can be a human? Well, no, that that's their, that's their, <laughs> that's, their that's their that's their gene harvesting campaign that they do. They do that they do that the old fashioned way. It's like, what if we just have sex with all these different goyim on like you know pedo islands, and we'll harvest their genes for our offspring, and we'll add that to our our family tree and our tribe. It's okay. We'll just do that. The breeding stumps are for I mean, you. So I'm just thinking about this for a second here. So you grow humans in artificial iron wombs, which so they're, they're not born out of a woman. They don't have like the same. Oh, hi. Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the right slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews connection to their parents obviously i mean how would that even work anytime this is described in fiction it's like this is how you grow super soldiers that are all sociopaths that are incapable of human empathy as you you grow them in an iron womb and you train them from birth to be warriors or something like have we really thought through what sort of consequences you would get if you were growing people in an artificial womb at what point do they not even really become human anymore oh good sodom and gomorrah is trending on twitter oh look there's a naked guy oh at least there's a naked girl Ew. That was only the start of her argument, by the way. And also, I was looking; she's worked with uh, with other Jews on these bioethics stuff. So, I mean, close enough. I'm kind of assuming she probably is Jewish, but still haven't found the smoking gun in there yet. Imperative to do this. Are are you You trying? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Fish. But you definitely have to hear the rest of her argument on this one. Are you trying to make pregnancy obsolete because of your subjective valuations on it? Well, I think um, it's something deeper than that. I, I think it's something deeper. I think it's, uh, you know, the, it, you just have to subvert everything so no one can have any natural expectation of anything anymore. That way, then they can really do anything. What it's, is that, it's what is that like a privileging worldview that, that, would, that implies that pregnancy is somehow bad or well, evil. Well, funny you mention well, that, well, McNair, no, because no, I'm well, looking at her... her um, Moral Imperative for Ectogenesis article as well, and she has a heading, Pregnancy is Barbaric. No, it's not. It's a fucking human life process. Right, but they want to dehumanize. Ugh. They want to dehumanize humanity so they can just be playthings of the Kike overlords. You know, you don't want to have. It's like, yeah, maybe you need super soldiers. You don't want to have this pesky like nuclear family unit running around demanding that it be like left alone to to raise children as they see fit and pass on a legacy. It's like, no, no, we, this is not good. This has been this has been the. Uh, this has prevented a lot of uh, designs they have for society, and we have to break this thing. And what better way than to literally take human reproduction out of out of humanity? Put it in a lab, put it in an iron uh, womb or whatever you want to call it. Put it in brain dead women somewhere else where you you don't even have maybe you don't even have sex. You only have gay sex, right? Like that's the future that they want. Like you will only engage in sodomy uh, if you're if you're a woman. You will only engage in scissoring. And that is, if you want to actually, if you want to have straight sex, you can do so by becoming trannies. You get like a female to male and a male to female, and you put them together. Maybe they'll have PIV intercourse. But when you want to have children, we'll just assign you one from the breeding stump factory, from the iron wombs. And and I guess like, well, would they, they even need you to do that? Maybe they could just raise them in the factory and just release them as broken automatons into the world How to be. Allowed to be like an academic, like supposed to be a, a philosopher, like some sort of a uh, what is it, professor of philosophy? We have yeah, a shortcut for that. Ethics. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a like shortcut for that. Like what? Like how would it, how in a world run by Jews is somebody this like counter ethical? Like part of a professor in bioethics it's, or whatever. It's like such a, a fucking arrogant worldview, though. It's like an arrogant, unself conscious worldview that just privileges this person's subjective feelings about pregnancy. 
Like if, if you were to ask women, a lot of them would tell you that the, that, that was an important part of their life process mm-hmm. and in giving birth to their own children. Like Norway should issue. Who are, you, who are you to tell these people that they're wrong? Norway should issue a court order for execution for this woman. That's what that's what should happen. That's what a, that's what a just state would do. It would utilize its power to make sure this person is destroyed, and so are all her ideas. At the very least, you shouldn't have academics like this promoting such anti-human nonsense. No, and if you're going to have a censorship regime, this is the stuff that should be censored. This should not be allowed to bore a hole in anyone's brain to think about and mull over as if there's some some viability to it. There's not. This is disgusting. Disgusting Jewish nonsense, and I hate it, and I want to snuff it out completely. Well, here's the rest of her of her argument as well on this whole body gestational donation thing. Mm-hmm. Unlike any other form of... Unlike any other form of organ donation, WBGD imposes no risk on the recipient. It has the additional advantage of conveying significant clinical benefits on women who make use of it. If WBGD were offered as an alternative to pregnancy generally, the clinical benefits would be striking. It is here that I diverge most significantly from Burr, the the Israeli that came up with this. Burr argues that only the neediest of claimants should have access (laughs) to Bill Burr. Burr argues that only the what if we just turn women into breeding stumps? Access to WBGD. What if I don't have to listen to your bullshit anymore? But I can still have kids. <laughs> pregnancy what an is awful bar- materialistic worldview, though. Pregnancy is barbaric. Let me tell you something. I'm sorry. All right, I got no Bill Burr. No more Bill Burr. I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> Wait, what? Mike was going to say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is the free fag edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Claimants should have access to WBGD. Those who have clear medical contraindications to pregnancy or lack a uterus altogether. The problem with this is that pregnancy itself should, properly speaking, be medically contraindicated for women generally. It is well known that pregnancy and childbirth carry significant health risks, even in affluent settings with sophisticated healthcare systems. To expose oneself to risks comparable to pregnancy and childbirth would be deemed foolish and pathological in any other context. I have previously shown that in a comparison between pregnancy and measles, pregnancy comes out considerably the worse in terms of morbidity and mortality. Yet concerted medical efforts are focused on ridding ourselves of measles while women are expected to submit themselves to the greater risks of pregnancy and childbirth almost without thinking about it. Measles is a notif- let me just finish this paragraph here. Measles is a notifiable disease whose eradication is an avowed goal of medicine. It follows that pregnancy should be all other things being equal also be regarded in this light since it is riskier than measles. Well, I mean, measles yeah. Measles doesn't impart yeah. like the propagation of the species and uh, you know like there's not an outcome of measles that's like positive. It's just measles whereas pregnancy like yeah, it's a little bit different. All things being, all things are not equal, Bill Burr. All things are not equal. That's the that's what this theory sell shit. It's like all things are not equal. That's why this is theoretical, fake ethics. The funny thing These is, are the, not the funny ethics. thing is, Burr's being the reasonable one. Smider is the one who's well, taking this to well, Bill, well, to well, the Burr's, well, Burr's twenty three years behind behind the the curve, right? That's with the year two thousand or something. So that was just the first yeah. attempt. It's like that was the first. Like here's in there's the, the seed. 2000. In the year two thousand. In the year two thousand. This Bill Burr will tell us why pregnancy needs to be medically <laughs> eradicated. Here's the punchline: We cannot yet forego the uterus altogether for the reproduction of our species, but we can transfer the risks of gestation to oh those who are no longer able to be harmed by them. Oh my god. This is like supercharged instrumental rationality, and I hate it. If you know what, if you took these, if you took this paper and and like, if you, what would happen to normies and Jews if you just attributed all these quotes to like Doctor Mengele? This this would like this would like fit into their lore of him, right? Like this kind of shit. Like, hey, we will use the we will use the dead bodies and we will turn them into pregnancy stumps. For the Aryan race, you know, I mean, like that's that that fits their little that fits their like just so story about how evil the Nazis were. But now we're just gonna now we'll just do this. No, we're serious. We're I'm a well, apparently we're gonna do it for the Jewish race, given the point of origin. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep it also makes me think of what uh, Jeffrey Epstein was trying to do as well, yeah, right? Basically trying to create his like you know do his own little form of Jewish eugenics for mm-hmm. 
his little Mossad sex ring operation. Yeah. The genetics harvesting, I believe, is what I mean, they call that. Am I supposed to follow her logic to its conclusion that every human should be inside of a padded room where the, the risks are kept down to a minimum and we, we sterilize the environment? Uh, this is such a brain-dead and incoherent premise to be working off of. Like, Is it possible that a experience you could have on this planet as a human, maybe that adds value to your life itself, and, and removing that risk would actually just make you more miserable and just feel less human? I don't know. This stuff is just noxious. I wish I wish this woman was exposed to some high risks. If she was brain dead, I, I think she should I donate. Think she is Jewish. I still haven't found the proof, but I I do think she's Jewish. She's she a who she very works Jewish mindset. She should like she should donate her body to just like ritualistic beatings by Nazis. Like you should be brain dead, and then everyone can come <laughs> to your hospital room and just beat you with like an Easton softball bat or a golf club until they feel better about their <laughs> about themselves. Yeah, I mean, here's a, yeah, here's a uh, uh, bioethics question here. If somebody's brain dead, can we just use them as punching bags? I got what's you. We'll use them down at the range. Everybody can try out their ARs, their Hellcats, whatever you got. You maybe maybe you recently bought a like a a, a a Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about twelve rules for how to live your life, and I have a thirteenth rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to the right stuff dot biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. Drum, you know, maybe you bought like a fifty round drum or a hundred round drum, and you want to see how quickly you can dump that. I, but you I want to dump it into meat, and meat, and meat's expensive. That, right? Meat's expensive, but theoretical bioethics philosophy uh, professors—they're free. <laughs> they're free. People don't know this, but the theoretical bioethics practical philosophy professors are free. You can take them home. I have 57 in my house. I actually don't. That's a meme. Please don't come for me. Well, uh. How would she argue against your point, though? If you wanted to use them as target practice or maybe harvest the meat off of them or whatever it is you're going to do, make jerky out of them, what's, what's the counter-argument? There isn't one. I think that's kind of the point. The only, the only, the only counter-argument would be that like, using, a, using a breeding stump for target practice would glorify violence against women. Now women matter again. Or something. Now there's humanity again. Yeah, but doesn't it give you an outlet for that impulse so that then you don't feel that you have to go and uh, do the thing to, to just a woman on the street? You took out all of your aggressions on the on this uh, this, this brain dead bioethics mm. professor. Like, why? It's kind of a conservative it's, it's, argument. We're being a little more progressive about this, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I update your firmware guy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I could write a paper like that and get published. Um, well, I could you, I could take her same exact argument. And I could use it for a lot of things that intuitively progressives I mean, are not going to like. I'm can I can say like if you have credentials and you can write the most horrific anti-human stuff possible, you'll get published somewhere, and somebody will pretend. Here, that here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So there's a lot of problems with racism in the United States. I mean, so I think the problem solution, is I'm not allowed to just be racist in peace. That's the problem. When blacks decide that they want to have a family, I'm going to make them use an artificial womb. I'm going to genetically engineer their kid to be white. Oh. That's going to fix the racism problem. See, now, you, now, now you're making me feel bad for genetically engineered fucking droid babies. Like, I would feel bad that you gave a, droid, <laughs> a white droid baby to niggers. You know they're, how they're going to treat that droid baby. It's going to be terrible. This, by the way, this is a, this is a bioethical thing that they're they're going to struggle with a lot. It's... Okay, so let's say that homosexuality, let's say you're born with it. Uh, well, given the fact that homosexuals have a lot of these healthcare outcomes that are so bad and have these problems, why don't we just genetically delete that from the code I think and then been, make it yeah. so that you're, you never have any fag babies? Luckily, you can overcome that with you know sexual abuse as a minor. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that ship is sailed. I've never, I've, I haven't heard a born this way argument in a long time, not since like the Lady Gaga song. Probably because they're afraid of people like me making that very argument. Yeah, Why think, would any parent yeah. choose to have a, a gay child if they could just uh, do something to re- remove that risk entirely? Can we come out with an mRNA vaccine that edits your genes so you're not gay anymore? <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. A gay vaccine. An anti-gay vaccine. <laughs> uh, she does actually have a, a section in her moral imperative for ectogenesis paper. Oh, uh, please. The effects on the child. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> I am. There is, of course, is a fundamental ethical consideration to be addressed in relation to the question of ectogenesis. What effect would it have on the child? It might be argued that ectochildren would, <laughs> this is their term, ectochildren, would lack some essential bond with their mothers that other children have. At the very least, it would seem extremely technically demanding to ensure that an artificial womb provided all the nutrients necessary for the well-being of the child. And what about the effect on the mother-child relationship? Surely this would be fractured by the removal of the physical bond between them. With regard to the safety of ectogenesis, I assume for the purpose of this argument that sufficient research would need to be carried out to establish this. However, the difficulties of mother-child bonding still remain. I want to make two points in response to this possible obstacle. First, those who suppose that the mother's, mother's bond is entirely dependent on her physical gestation of her child do a huge disservice to all the step and adoptive parents who love their children dearly. More importantly, they yeah, but we've already established that, man. We already established that if you have adopted children, those aren't your real children. And also, do we have to re do we have to reorganize like norm normalcy so that like misfits feel better? Like, I'm sorry, to, I don't mean to be like insensitive to adoptive. And step parents, but it's like we don't need to reorganize society to coddle. Like they're they can still do their thing and be understood as outside the norm. That's that's what really like is as defined like Jewish sickness, as you increasingly move towards like all right, we take the misfit and turn them into the norm. We 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 call we call the normals we call normal cool. fags degenerates. They're the problem, and that's what this is. That's what that argument is, and I, you just reject that outright. It's like we can go we can go ahead and we can say that about the physical mom between mother and child and we can just take it okay like yeah that might hurt someone's feelings who is like raising a child that's not physically theirs and it's you're just gonna have to deal with that and you're gonna have to do like a lifetime feel-good movie about well i'm the one that raised you i'm your mother and it's like it's the same fucking ending every time so who cares sorry we can be a little bit more we don't have to be sensitive to everything continue reading mr boars Yes, <laughs> this this part actually gave me a, a chuckle right here. More importantly, they sweep away any possibility of claiming that fathers can love their children as much as mothers do. Of course, I don't claim that fathers always do love their children as much as mothers, but I think it is self-evident that they can. <laughs> this is like levels again. Of this is still, like, and I, I don't have any children, but here's why you should listen to my opinions on on raising your children inside of an artificial womb. You hate, even though I myself have no experience. You whatsoever. hate men because any self respecting man, any self respecting man would pop you in the mouth for saying that. I want to pop her in the mouth saying, "Take me." I don't. I don't love my children. Well, you make you're making like you're making like bioethical assumptions about who I am based on uh, my genetics now. Oh, are, are gender and sex real now? Like that's the other thing. Like who are you to who are you? Like what if uh. What if the father actually feels like he's the mother? Does he love the children as much then? If he's if he's a trans mother, a trans father, like what are we doing? This is all really ignorant, bigoted shit. You know, I want to play games with that. But uh, hey, that, that, that reminds me of one of my other bioethical questions. What about if you have an individual who feels that they are a woman trapped in man's body? Yeah. What if you had some sort of intervention? If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live. Who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are if you're hearing my voice right now. This is... That's just, that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white, legally you do have to tell me that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized, why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it? Because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. What it, Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription. And then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something. It would just make them stop feeling that way. Oh, that would be wouldn't, uh, wouldn't wouldn't it bioethically that would be given the fact that such an intervention has likely got less side effects, wouldn't that be the preferred intervention? No, that would be a holocaust. That would be another holocaust. You'd be genociding men who feel like they're women. 
I mean, if you want to use like this instrumental rationality to guide your, your decisions, that would actually be the logical thing to do is just reprogram the software instead of changing all the hardware. No, you need to, we need to do we need to do that to women who feel like they're women. Those are the ones we need to intervene. Like, are you sure you don't feel like a man? Are you sure you don't want some hormone therapy and like so you can grow facial hair and cut your tits off? That's the intervention we're making right now. You you have to understand what the end goal here is, Alex. The end goal is not to like relieve humanity of its uh, hindrances and its its drawbacks, its bad habits and its insecurity. The 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 point is to like turn humanity into breeding stumps for gay sex. Maybe I mean maybe they, those hindrances make us human. Maybe we should be trying to remove those. Things, well, then but... human is being bad. Being human is bad. T Jews. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fundamentally, I mean, this is just an anti-human position. It's fucking well, anti-human. Well, and, and I'm, a, her, her I'm a secular anti-humanist. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go ahead. Though. I'm secular. I'm anti-humanist, and I'm Jewish. Kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> I'm not religious, I'm not spiritual, and I also don't have any bioethics. <laughs> so this is the conclusion to her page. So I got this and one other thing, okay. the last thing you guys will, will love. But this is the conclusion to her moral imperative for ectogenesis, right. how, you know, basically her argument of how we're going to get over this hump. The democratic nature of the Dworkin-Burley argument that I borrowed here requires more than abstract theorizing. <laughs> People need to be persuaded. Probably the yuck factor will be too strong for it to prevail as yet. But just as it was thought absurd that women should vote or ride horses astride, so it may come to seem absurd that they were chained to the degrading and dangerous processes of pregnancy and childbirth simply because of our inability to get our heads around the possibility of an alternative. Well, we're going to psyop the population again. Well, it's like, let's let's think, let's think even further down the line. Like if if women shouldn't be shouldn't be like chained to pregnancy and childbearing like why have women at all just genocide them all like if you're gonna have iron if like if you don't need to like gestate a baby for real you don't need women then we just be a society we just be all dudes well here's the other thing here's the other thing so if we're if we're gonna gestate them in artificial wombs we really don't need women to have boobs and that no we just don't need women until i mean she just decided like what would Dworkin think of that like how about you and every other lady like you is just you don't exist anymore we don't we're not gonna bioengineer any more women's there's just gonna be men would you like that? I mean, I don't right. maybe I would imagine they wouldn't like that unless that's the. I mean, that's I that's a good observation though, because essentially her argument is that women are biologically irrelevant, and they should be. Yeah. I feel like we're I would like. Back I would like to soul. close with an imaginary scenario. Oh, you goody. the reader from behind, from the you the reader from behind the veil of ignorance are asked whether you would prefer to be born into society A, where women bear all the risks and burdens of gestation and childbirth as they do now, or society B, where ectogenesis has been perfected and is routinely used. You do not know whether you will be born as a man or a woman. Which would you choose? A. Hmm. I'll take society B. I'll be born as a clan wolf mech warrior. I want to take society be C. Be in my subco. Society C, where like people like you are mercilessly hunted down and destroyed for your thoughts and ideas. I'm born of woman, and I'm a warrior. So, so this Anna uh, Smidor is originally from Norway, but she's she teaches uh, in uh, in England. Now, ah. but and she contributed last year to the Oxford Handbook of Medical Ethics oh, and good. Law. Now I don't know if oh, this God. specific passage is her or one of her co-writers, Jonathan Herring and Robert Wheeler. But uh, she's going to pro- propose uh, this is from Chapter Seven: Moral Relativism and Subjectivism. And this the first the heading is uh, tolerance and diversity. And then the, you're really going to want to hear the next one, though. But I'm going to read both here. Both relativism and subjectivism have some appeal. There, there clearly are many judgments which are for, informed by context and culture. And likewise, many of our most deeply held values are at the same time deeply personal. In today's multicultural and diverse environments, there are strong pragmatic pressures on all of us to recognize and respect other people's values. The difficulty with relativism and subjectivism, however, lies in the challenge of setting boundaries. To an extent, most of us are probably relativists. There are some things that we would regard as wrong, but we are happy to live with people who think differently. Hmm. When we are talking about vegetarianism or eating dogs, this seems reasonable. However, pushed to extremes, relativism and subjectivism can lead to some unpalatable conclusions. Now, here's where it gets good. 
limits to relativism and subjectivism. Suppose, for example, that we are considering whether the Nazis were morally correct to exterminate Jews in concentration camps. I mean, there were. But they a relativist would not simply be able to say no. She or he would have to consider whether this kind of behavior was acceptable in that particular time and place. This is where most relativists break down. There are few people who are willing to argue that the Holocaust would have been right if a few more people had thought so at the time. Similarly, there are few subjectivists who would be willing to accept that if a Nazi guard's personal moral framework allows for the gassing of Jews, that this would render their conduct ethically it's, unobjectable. It's amazing. They want to do a worse thing to humanity than the Nazis were ever accused of, and they try to use the specter of blood libels against the Nazis to like get their argument. This means you don't have an argument. You know you're wrong. Okay, so she's a professor of philosophy. What's her philosophical rebuttal of all this? Like, What, what is her position? Nazis bad. <laughs> where, where does she go with that? Did she just observe that you can't really critique that from a position of moral relativism. Well, like, what the? What's the fucking conclusion? The, well, the next argument is the illusory nature of the homogeneous of the homogeneous society. Ah, doesn't even real. Another example for relativism is that cultures and contexts are diverse, as the Nazi example shows. Of course, there were Nazis and perhaps other members of society at the time who believed that the gassing of Jews was morally acceptable. However, there were many people within Germany and the rest of the world who did not. The idea of a homogeneous society whose members all concur with a particular belief, is simply a fiction. Even in the most cohesive of societies, in the days preceding multiculturalism, there's always been dispute about morality. This indeed is how the, dis the discipline of ethics arose. I mean, it sounds like she's arguing that, that morality is just consigned to being completely relative to whatever the population well, what are is the, arguing about. What are the ethics? Like, there's always going to be somebody who disagrees with your, your moral position, right? In any society. What Therefore, kind of like all moral positions just go right the fuck out the window. Yet again, what what is her position? <laughs> Does she have one? This is supposed to be a professor of philosophy and she's like struggling with the with moral subjectivism, which no. is not a hard hard issue at all actually yes moral subjectivism does not fucking work anybody with a brain knows that how can you be a professor of philosophy and not understand that that's a self-defeating position because you're trying to get you're trying to get outcomes that people would need to be the, the because bad. if you yeah she she was correct her initial observation like yes if you are subscribing to moral relativism then yes absolutely if 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 i decided that hey you know maybe those jews they're not that are a problem a lot of other people are like yeah they are let's gas them all that would actually be valid underneath that framework but she's not presenting like a, an alternative to it because the alternative would also be destructive to her worldview so mm. what a stupid bitch i just like i just wonder <laughs> like i have questions about that like what are the ethics of accusing a nation of doing that stuff and as the years go by, it becomes proven over and over again that nobody gassed anybody. What are the ethics of like throwing people in jail, denying them access to bank banking platforms and other things because they keep talking about it? Like, what kind of ethics are those? You know, like what kind of ethics she are chasing down Guillermo Rudolph? She doesn't seem to really subscribe to any ethical positions, though. Hmm. It's just, her, it's just, it just seems like the moral imperative of ectogenesis. <laughs> right. Well, it just, right. Well, it just seems like, thing. yeah, it just seems like the, well, the position is like, <laughs> I want to do these Jewish things and I'm going to use these Nazi slanders to try to get my way because you don't know how to argue back from this because you've been conditioned to not argue back. And if you break that conditioning, you know that you're going to. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz. Slash paywall. You can use crypto, e-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the right stuff dot biz slash paywall. Be punished severely for arguing back about it. So it's like I w heads I win, tails you lose. You know what I mean? I hate this shell game. I fucking hate this because she's basically she's she's observing that moral relativism uh, is not super popular with people because they want to be able to judge things objectively. And this is why and this is why like squeamish conservative types need to get over Holocaust denial because look what it's being used for here. And you have to understand that in the academic world, in the medical and the bioethical and philosophical world where this is being done high above our heads in the ivory towers, this passes. This goes through. Like she. She has put forth something anti-human, something horrendous, something morally disgusting and depraved. And she's basically saying, like, well, you don't like, what are you, what are you like, a Nazi or something? Hold on a second, hold on a second. It, it, am I understanding what she said correctly? Did she, 
claim that that using appeal to popularity as justification for the Holocaust is wrong, and her rationale for this is to appeal to the to the uh, unpopularity of right. the Holocaust. Yes, because that's what it feels like she's doing, which is a, a contradiction. Yeah, basically, this is, this is the argument that she was making is that well, there were some people who didn't want to gas Jews, therefore you can't say it was a morally correct thing to do, which is a very weird argument to make. There's a lot of people who don't want to do ectogenesis as a moral imperative. Like, are they wrong or are they wrong now because you want it? Like your little pet thing? Like, what are we even, what's the argument here? The shell game is I want to be able to appeal to the idea of some sort of objective ethics, but I want to be, I don't actually tell you what any of those things are because if I do that, then you're going to be able to start destroying my positions with the, with my whatever objective position I'm appealing to. Like you'll apply that rule to things I want to do, which are frankly abhorrent. And I'm going to look like a dumbass. How does this person have a fucking uh, position in society like this? Well, I mean, uh, mm, there, we there know are how. people, people on Facebook <laughs> we have a shortcut argue, for that. hurts the ground this issue. Like, like these kinds of arguments. I feel like I had those ten years ago, like on fucking various like Facebook groups with people. Yeah, but we can so clean shit. out. We can clean out Facebook of people who think like you. Right, like that's the thinking. Like we can, like, in, and you're not going to get to write anything for what was this Oxford? Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, the like, Oxford the handbook of uh, yeah. Like you're Oxford not like you're not going to be able to put, like you're not going to be able to put together a rebuttal and post that as part of the Oxford handbook. Like that's just not going to be in there. You can be on Facebook all you want until we say you can't anymore, and we're going with people who don't agree with the handbook. Just think that the Holocaust was a good idea. And it's as simple as that. I mean, that's 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 the real shell game. Like oh, under this shell is the Nazis. Oh, that's you. <laughs> I have nothing under the other two because I don't have an actual argument or a real position as Alex has uh, put forth. So it's like yeah, yeah. But she has a position she's trying to smuggle, which is like right. The Holocaust is Satan and evil and bad for reasons that I can't explain to you, but just as oh, someone should let her know the good news. You know that thing that was so evil it didn't didn't actually happen. Isn't that great? No, it didn't happen. We can forgive the Germans. It was just a regular war. I mean, we, when your civilization has academics like this at the head of it, I wonder how things are going to go long term. Probably not very good. Probably the way she's like, she's, it's probably going to go the way that she's theorizing. Like, they're just going to get this done. There's going to well, be there's going to be breeding stumps and, and iron and Iron fucking uh, wounds. I mean, how many people? How many people are like actually trying to have children out there? I mean, you've you've talked about it, you've talked about it so many times, like the dropping birth rate. You think that's going to like stop? Well, we're just going to replace those people with our genetically engineered, right? Cyborg, transhuman, yeah. androgynous, whatever the fucks. And they'll be good. They'll be good servants I mean, to the Jewish overlords, which is what. But it's put it out. It's just it opens up such a can of worms. Like, okay, so what else is uh, biologically relevant that we can get rid of? <laughs> Poison you know ivy. what? You can't you can't get testicular cancer if you don't have testicles. You can't get breast cancer if you don't have breasts. Let's just start deleting. Yeah, I mean, organs that we don't need anymore. The outcome of having testicles is you know disproportionately testicle cancer. So that means testicles are bad. You just shouldn't even have them. Why?